This is the Lead to Lead podcast, where we explore the realm of leadership through the lens of faith. Here's your host, Leah Haygood. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lead to Lead podcast. My name is Leah and I am your host. And today I'm really excited to be sharing this episode with you. It's um, super practical. And I think as an adult, um, we all have to consider this question. And that's why I want to do an episode about it. And it's when should I take a second job? And before we go into just some discussion points, I'll, I'll tell you my experience with getting a second job. There was actually at one point, I think I had three jobs. Uh, I know uh, it was back when I was, I think I was 18. I was in college and I had a job, but it was limited hours. I was working at Ace Hardware and then my boyfriend, who would then become fiance and husband, um, was able to get me a job at uh, Subway because he was a manager for Subway. And so I decided to work both jobs. And it was just because they each fit into my schedule between school and I had connections. I was like, oh, and just change of pace. And I couldn't get any more hours at Ace. So I was like, why not? And so there was that period of time, and while well, I was also a student, so I don't know if you count that as a job, it didn't make me any money, but <laughs> it was a commitment. Um, but most recently, oh goodness, this was uh, over the past couple years, where I started out at Chick-fil-A, I was working like 15, 20 hours, and then I was also being a worship leader, and then I was working my way up into leadership at Chick-fil-A and I ended up working about 45, 50 hours a week on top of my worship leader job. And I had kids at the time I was married. So it was a lot of things all at the same time. And you may be wondering why on God's green earth did you spend like 60 hours of your time working? And in retrospect, I wanted to be developed as a leader, so Chick-fil-A was a huge opportunity for me, but worship leading was my passion, or it is my passion, and so it was not really a job for me because I enjoyed it so much, Um, but, and and the money, it was, it was nice to, I was working a lot, but I was exhausted, and now that I am currently doing neither of those things to the capacity of what I was. I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom now. I'm doing a, a little worship leading here and there. But um, in retrospect, I was exhausted. And I'm like, man, this is, this is a lot. And it, just the season of life that we're in now, I'm, I'm so thankful to be home. But at the same time, I don't regret having two jobs, especially that magnitude, um, because I was developed so much during that time, and I still got to do what I loved. But we're going to talk very practically about when is it a good idea to take a second job. And we're going to talk about really two reasons, because everything funnels down into these two reasons. The first reason is, I need more money to live. I need more money to live, which means income is needed for me to survive meaning I got to meet the bare essentials. And what are bare essentials? It's Dave Ramsey will say, got to have food, lights, and water. Okay. So you got to eat, you have a place to stay and you got to have water to drink, bathe, do all the stuff. And then from there, you got the monthly expenses 
of like insurance, you got phone bill, uh, gas, those sort of things that can kind of be manipulated um, just depending on what company you use and what services you have. So I, I would say that those are like the core. You got your necessities of food, lights, and water, and then the things that y- you need to have if you want to be in good standing, like with insurance and all that fun stuff. Um, so if you're saying, man, I need more money because I got to pay these bills, uh, there are two things that you got to consider. The first thing is, are you on a budget? I know budget can be like a cuss word, but it, it's true. Are you on a budget? Could you tell me right now, How much money is going to everything you're spending on and how frequently do you know when your rent comes out, like what day of the month, whether it's the first, the 15th or the 30th or whatever. Can you tell me how much your cell phone bill is? Can you tell me how much you're spending money on eating out? All those things. If you don't know where your money's going, that's a big problem. You have to know where your money is going because I've heard I heard this phrase that the tail is wagging the dog, that your money's slipping through your fingers, right? So, it, and I encourage you, one of the tools that me and my husband Jake use is Every Dollar, which is Dave Ramsey's free budget app. He has a Ramsey Plus, which is like the... Um, has more premium features in the app that like you can hook up your, your bill payments through it, which is really cool. But if you don't have enough money to live right now, get the free app. It is a great, great tool because you can literally plug in. It, it has like auto-filled places for like your mortgage or rent, uh, your monthly expenses, all that. And you just type it in and then it shows you like, okay, where are there any discrepancies? Like, am I overspending by like $300 a month? Am I, and it it is a great tool to use. And the reason why they call it every dollar, because uh, with Dave Ramsey's plan, every dollar has to go somewhere. You can't just have free money floating around. Now you can have like a spending budget, like, or an entertainment budget, um, when Dave Ramsey started out, they used the envelope system and some people still do that if they're running on cash, but, um, you know, you can use your debit card or whatever, but every dollar has to be allocated somewhere. And in the beginning, it's going to be rough. I am naturally a spender. Now Jake pays all our bills. He is watching the account and every dollar like a hawk, (laughs) but I'm so thankful that he is definitely a saver and more organized when it comes to finances. I've had to learn how to be better with finances and how to really pay attention and say, okay, when can, when can I buy this? Like I will communicate. Communication also is a big thing. If you are married and obviously there's, when there's more people in your house, there's more money to be spent. And if you're not communicating with your spouse effectively of where your money's going, that is just, a recipe for an argument later down the road or even right now. (laughs) So it's better just to talk about it, get on the same page as you're moving forward. So first thing to consider, are you on a budget? If you're not, try every dollar. It is a great, great tool. I promise you it's going to work. The second thing you got to consider is, okay, if you, if you put everything into every dollar, put everything in a budget, now that you know where it's going, 
how much of it is going there. So it, it's, it comes down to an issue of income versus, I'm going to call it outgo. So income, which is the money that you earn from your job versus outgo. Where is that money going? So a couple of the big issues that I know, speaking as a spender, that it's very easy for money to slip through my fingers is eating out. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but I know spending three, four, five, six dollars on a coffee every morning, that's a big one. It sounds like, oh, it's just three or four dollars. But if you do that, let's say five days a week, let's go on the conservative side, four dollar drink, five days a week, that's twenty dollars a week, that's eighty dollars a month. You and it just keeps piling up and you're like, oh my gosh, I've I've spent a hundred dollars already in one month on coffee. So perspective on that, watch where your food and coffee money, (laughs) like just monitor it. It, It's kind of astounding. So maybe you need to do a little better at buying groceries, meal, meal prepping, and then making coffee at home, buy some Folgers. I'm not grown up enough to drink hot coffee like that, but if you love your coffee, do it at home, y'all. It will help big time. Another thing that this is going to hurt, uh, and it hurts me, it hurts me more than it hurts you. Now, you're, we're all going to groan at this. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is so easy, which makes it so easy to spend. Amazon knows how to get in our brains. I think it's because Alexa is everywhere and they are tracking us. But seriously, um, it, it's so easy to automate things with uh, Amazon Prime, and you can have it within two days. I know with COVID, th- things have been shipping later, or things are just kind of nuts when it comes to ordering packages right now. But Amazon has made it so easy for the consumer to buy things. Like they even have a button, like you can buy it immediately. Not having to worry about just putting it in the cart and just letting your mind think about it. No, it's like, oh yeah, I want to go ahead and buy it. Boom. It's done. And that can be dangerous. So Amazon Prime is one of those that you really have to watch. And like I said, y'all, I am guilty of this myself. I mean, especially when I'm like, oh, Prime deals. Oh my gosh, this deal only lasts for 12 more hours. Do I really need a like mattress cover that's like anti-allergen you know it's just stuff that they make you think you need it it's true they're playing to your senses and they're like I'm not dogging Amazon like they have an incredible service they they understand the consumer mindset I get that but it's to our detriment y'all if we're not disciplined enough so Amazon Prime is another thing to watch out for Uh, another big one is like cable. I know for us, we currently do not have cable. We are only paying for Netflix. It's it's significantly cheaper than cable. Um, But that's a thing to consider y'all. If, if you're paying like 50, 60, 70 bucks a month for cable, might want to consider taking a year off for that um, and and going to either Hulu or Netflix, like a, a cheaper option. And it, a lot of this is going to require you saying no to yourself or 
not for a while. It's called discipline and it's all good for us. And we've, we've been through it. I was, when Jake and I first got married, I loved having cable. I did not grow up with cable until I was 15 years old. And back then we had like the big TVs that were like in a wooden case and like that, the big fat remote. And we had uh, 11 channels. I was so proud to have those 11 channels, but I would get super excited going over to my grandparents for the weekend because they had cable, which meant I can watch a Disney channel. And that was the, the highlight of my weekend. So I held on to cable for a long time. And then right after um, our first son, Isaac, was born, uh, we were trying to cut back on bills because at that time we were spending money out the wazoo. Like it was nuts. And so we decided to cut cable. And it was one of those things I'm like, oh, I'm crying inside. I'm having to say no to myself. I would like go back to 10-year-old Leah. was like, why can't we have cable? Why can't we do this? And it ended up putting me in a victim mentality right off the bat. So there's that. And it's not like we can never have cable again. It's just right now to save money, we need to say no and cut the cable cord. Okay, so maybe that's something for y'all. Clothes. Um, I know for women, especially going to a Target, oh my word, like that is my weakness when it comes to clothes, is I'll look and it'll say like, buy two for 20 or whatever. Now I'm a little bit more disciplined. Sometimes I have to say I can't go into Target because I really want to spend money right now. So I just need to not go in there right now. (laughs) So uh, I know Target can be a trigger and I love Target and it's just so much fun. It's, it's a woman's wonderland and I, uh, I just love it. And there's sometimes where I'm like, I don't need to go today because I have the urge to spend something. (laughs) But back, you know, back when Jake and I first got married and even while we were dating, oh, it was like, if I've got $20 in my account, that means I've got $19 to play with. Like that was my mindset. And that's not good, (laughs) y'all. It's not good. And it it was just coming down to, I couldn't say no to myself because I had been told no practically my whole life. Like, no, we can't get this. No, we can't do that. And it's not because they were being mean. My parents were being mean. It was that simply just couldn't afford it at that time. My dad, back in 08, when the housing market fell and and the economy was crap, my dad got laid off. And so that was a huge shift for us. Like we got cable when I was 15. My dad lost his job when I was 16. And so we had to cut the cable off. And I was like, (gasps) as a 16 year old, it's like detrimental to me. But I'm thankful that my, that we as a family kind of went through that, knowing that Money may be there, and money can be gone in an instant. And um, I had to learn that again as when Jake and I got married. Um, when I was pregnant with our second child, um, I was working only like 15 hours a week or so. And Jake was our main provider. And two months before our second child, Caleb, was born, Jake got laid off. It was right before Christmas. And we were like, oh, my gosh what are we going to do? And the Lord was gracious and he provided for us. It was unbelievable. Like I still looking back, I don't understand how we survived. Like Jake jumped into like trying to pick up shifts at Waffle House, working third shift. It's just, 
it was wild and the Lord had his hand in it. That's the only thing I can say is that we were willing to look at our finances and we had to make some drastic, drastic cuts to, to things. And it, it was, it was worth it, but the Lord provided supernaturally for us. We had to sell some things. We had to sell some, uh, some toys. I'll call them toys because Jake loves things with engines that go vroom and he had to sell, um, a car. And, you know, when you're in that mindset, it's like, we're in survival mode. We, we don't have room for ego and for pride. And if we can sell it, we need to do it. And we did. And now it's amazing how God has blessed us when we really intentionally think about our finances. We are are trying to be wise with our money and not just spending on a feeling like that kind of (laughs) feeling. So anyway, um, you've made your budget. Now look at every element of your budget and say, where can I cut? Once you've done that, and if you are still short on money, like you've cut it and you're, you're doing bare minimum on a lot of things, you've got the green light to get a second job. So first things first, Make a budget if you don't have one. Once you've made the budget, look at everything that you're spending on currently. Say no to some things, cut some things, and if you're still short, get a second job. And I, I know, especially now with, with COVID, a, a lot. one of the best ways to earn some extra money that's like low committal, I'm just going to say low commitment, is doing something like DoorDash or Uber things that you can kind of set your own schedule. So if if you have a job that it's like nine to five, eight to five, whatever, and that's not changing, or there's no way that you can change your hours, do something like that. Be deliver pizzas. My goodness. Like you have to say, um, you have to put your ego out of the picture. Like, Oh, I'm above that. No, you're not. You can, you can do it. If you're in a moment where like, Hey, I just, I need money. I need money to survive or else we're not going to make it. Then you can do it. Okay. So if you need more money to live, make a budget. Once you make your budget, look at what you're spending on and cut. And if you're still short, get a job. Here's reason number two to potentially get a second job. And it's, I need more money to live differently. And I say it that way because there's a lot of different things that can kind of fit in that category of living differently. So that could mean trying to get debt free. Like for us, like what we were, what I was talking about earlier when Jake lost his job, we had two car payments, credit cards out the wazoo and like living on a prayer as far as money was concerned. And Jake had to just jump into something that at the time he had already left Waffle House. So he had management experience. Then he left to go to this job. And once he got laid off, he had connections to go back and says, Hey, I need money. I I need something now. My wife's about to have a baby. (laughs) We need money now. And he jumped in doing um, just really any shift that they could offer. And then I was still leading worship, trying to do whatever I could. And because we were so motivated to get the debt off and to survive, because we knew that we were bleeding money. Like, I think we were paying about $600 in car payments every month, which is huge. 
So, and then moving after that, um, we still like once Jake got into a steady rhythm with, with job, with a job. And then I went back to work, um, after our second son was three months old. So that kind of eased things up, but we, we were still very determined to, to get debt free. We're still working on school debt right now, but other than that, like we're doing, we're doing solid. Different could also mean a career change. Like maybe you've been doing uh, the job that you're in because you've been doing it a long time, but maybe it's like, I think I want to do something different. And sometimes you have to get a second job to kind of make that transition easier, especially if that career change causes you to start at the bottom again, so to speak. Like if it's more of an entry level position, you can work your way up. It's like having a second job can just kind of supplement that income that you may lose. Along with a career change, maybe it's following a passion. Maybe you're changing careers to follow your passion or to start a business and you you need capital. You need something to still provide for your family while you're still building a business. Um, I can speak as the wife of somebody who is now self-employed. My husband's a realtor. And starting out, when you're, especially when you're commission-based, it can get really discouraging and very stressful at the very beginning because you're like, I, I need clients. I'm relying on clients to get paid. I don't get paid just by sitting in an office. Right around the time that he actually got let go, he had just gotten his license. So he was trying to do real estate and doing Waffle House. So that's why he had those two jobs working in conjunction with each other. And then once he, like now he's... Um, into his fourth year. And it's been amazing how the Lord has provided referrals. Like he's on a referral basis, which is amazing. And the Lord has just provided, uh, there's, there's always going to be a spiritual element in this. If you are a believer, if you are a Christian who follows what the Bible says and follows the example of Jesus, putting your faith in him with your finance finances and your job, there's always a, lo- a an element of flying blind, so to speak, (laughs) Um, because that's faith. Faith is flying blind, but you know where you're going, okay? Because if we didn't trust the Lord in all this, we would totally just be relying on what we see, um, what the numbers look like, being very black and white, like, oh, this is what I see, so this is how I need to act, instead of saying, this is what I see, but what does God's Word say? What do I need to do as a believer? Because there are a lot of times where what you see does not match up with what the Bible says. And like, Lord, we're in this circumstance. My husband just got laid off. I'm seven months pregnant. I can't get a job. Numbers aren't adding up. How is this going to happen? And the Lord made it very clear. I've got you. Like the sparrows don't worry about being fed. Why do you think that, that I would treat you worse than I do sparrows? That's a reference to when Jesus was teaching in uh, the Gospel of Matthew, where you you know you shouldn't worry about anything, and like I feed the birds, like aren't you worth more than birds? Yes, you are. Different can mean a lot of things. I also I, I put in here retiring early, like that's a that's a good motivation. Saying hey, I want to retire at fifty. I want to be able to retire at fifty five. I think retirement age is. Or like you can start pulling Social Security at like 66, between 66 and 67. So maybe you have a goal to say, hey, I want to have my house paid off um, by the time I'm 40. 
I want to be able to have a fully funded 401k by the time I'm 50, you know, like those different kinds of, of motivations. Those are good things to aspire for, but know that you have to work hard now in order to reap those later. Yes. Like even if you're, if you're listening to this and you're 40, 45, 50, 60, whatever, there's still time. But for those of y'all who are my age, I'm, I'm going to be 29 this year. Um, if you haven't started thinking about your money and being responsible as far as saving, avoiding debt, that sort of thing, it's time to think. It's time to think because you've got time on your side. Whereas people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, they don't have as much time to, to attain those goals. They either got to make a buttload of money really quick or sell off a bunch of things really quick. <laughs> Whereas with us, we have a great opportunity to, to start early and start thinking about this stuff. The idea is work harder now so you don't have to later. I am a firm believer in that because honestly, think about it. You're young. If you're in your 20s or even if you're a teenager right now, you have energy. <laughs> I'm a mom of three. Okay, I have three kids. One's almost six, another just turned four, and I have another uh, child that's just turned two. My world is crazy right now. I'm 28. Like, I've still got some some pep in my step. But it, it's amazing how much my energy has drained over the past couple years compared to my early 20s. However, I, I, I can't get caught up in like, oh, I feel so old. Because that's just, uh, I'm not old. I know I'm not old. I'm just in a season where I'm exhausted. <laughs> so if you are in your 20s right now, seize the moment of, of taking this seriously. Like, wow, if I got a second job now, maybe I could buy a house sooner. Or maybe I could pay that house off sooner. Or maybe I could buy a car. All right. You know, those are things that you have to start thinking about. And if you're thinking about it early, man, that's it. Mm it's good for you. <laughs> I promise. I promise. Ultimately, it comes down to taking a second job is a matter of saying, I'm going to say no to certain things, whether it's like not eating out as much as far as saving money or saying yes to, I, I need to commit a year to having a second job, whether it's you're Uber eating all that or doing Lyft or working part-time at a restaurant or whatever it is, make the commitment to yourself. And, and I promise like you're going to reap the rewards and, and saying, oh, well, I just, I'm going to be so tired and I'm just, I want to hang out with my friends. And I promise you, your friends are thinking the same thing. They're probably borderline thinking about getting a second job, some even a third job. I know some people that have worked three jobs. I have a, I have a friend of mine right now that is literally... She, <laughs> Heather, this is a shout out to you. I, you've got a lot on your plate. Um, she is a mom of three, like me. She is currently working through her doctorate. She is teaching at a university and trying to handle things of being a wife and a mom and all these things. It's, you can do it. I, I look at people like her. I look at se several of my friends that work two jobs. I have another friend that works um, at a bank. Shout out Hunter. Uh, she works at a bank. And then during tax season, she's filing tax returns. 
And I know some other people, it's just, I have several, several friends that are some of the most hardest working people that I know. And it's so that right now, while they have energy and while they still are, I'll use the word fresh, <laughs> let's get it done now so I can relax a little bit later or I can spend time on things that I truly enjoy that I may not want to make a career out of or whatever, but just so that I can enjoy my family some peace. I can enjoy not having to freak out like, oh my gosh, do I have enough money for rent? This is the whole theme of this podcast is taking it like taking a second job. It's I wouldn't call it a badge of honor, but it's at the same time, it's saying I'm going to work hard. I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to do this. And on the other side of this, I'm going to be in a better spot than I was before. Now that we've talked about the two reasons of why you should take a job, whether it's I need more money to live or I need more money to live differently. I I do want to briefly mention um, why you should not get a second job. And I'm pulling these from scripture. Uh, Really, it's two main reasons. The first one, don't get a second job just for the sake of getting rich. Just like, oh, I just want to have more money. I just want to get rich. I just want to get all this stuff because it's not going to lead you anywhere and it's not going to satisfy. And I'll prove it to you. Proverbs 23 verses four and five says this. Don't wear yourself out to get rich. Stop giving your attention to it. As soon as your eyes fly to it, it disappears for it makes wings for itself and flies like an eagle to the sky. What does that mean? It means you will never be rich enough. Rich is not a something that you attain. It's something that you're always striving for because there's always going to be someone that has more money than you. So don't get a second job for just for the sake of getting rich or like you think you're going to like be a, a, a billionaire in five seconds. No, it's, it's not worth it. It's not satisfying. I promise. The second reason, do not get a second job if it's immoral. And I really thought about this. I'm like, okay, what, what are some immoral jobs? Okay, like drug dealing. I'm sorry, that is not a reputable second job. If it can get you arrested, it's not a reputable job. Stripping. I remember I was in college. Um, I went to USC Upstate and I was at the business school. And there was, I think it was in one of my management classes that my professor brought up an article that there, I think there was a video along with it. There were students, I think in New York, I, I don't remember which university, but in um, in New York that were stripping on the side to pay for their school. And like, oh, I'm going into social work, so I'm going to strip to get my money. What? No, do not. <laughs> oh, man. Earning money for the sake uh, of your body or going to prison, like it's not worth it, y'all, because Psalm 119 verse 14 clearly says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You were not made to sell your body. You were not made to sell things that could kill somebody. Even though, yeah, drug dealing is quick money. It also gets you to jail real quick. It does not make sense to me uh, of people that say, oh yeah, I'm just going to strip or I'm like, uh, no, y'all, I'm just being real. That's not okay. According to scripture, that's not okay. Even if you say, but it's providing for my family, the Lord will make a way for you if you get out of that. It's not worth it, y'all. So ultimately, 
Don't get a second job if it's going to threaten your livelihood down the line. However, taking a job for the time being for whether it's for six months, a year, two years, that my friend is worth it. You need to say no to yourself sometimes because the world is going to say no to you. The Lord is going to say no to you. And it's good discipline. Proverbs is full, chock full of wisdom and sound advice when it comes to work ethic and diligence and and all that stuff. So I, I challenge you to read through the book of Proverbs. Food for thought, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. There's typically 30 to 31 days in a month. Read a proverb a day. That's a great way to getting God's word into you and and truth and wisdom and things to ponder. It's very thought-provoking. Solomon was the wisest man on earth because God gave him that wisdom. It wasn't just because he was a self-proclaimed guru. No, he proved himself worthy to the Lord and the Lord said, ask me anything and I'll give it to you. And he said, I want to be wise. And sure enough, show enough, God, God gave him wisdom. So to take away from this episode today, if you're considering taking a second job, whether it's you need more money to live or you want more money to live differently, I encourage you to think about it. I encourage you to write it down. I think it was Craig Rochelle said that you're 40% more likely to succeed in achieving a goal if you write it down. And then like 70% more likely to achieve it if you tell somebody else about it. So I encourage you, pray about it, write it somewhere where you'll see it, whether it's on your bathroom mirror or whatever, saying, I'm committing to doing XYZ for XYZ amount of time. I promise you, you will not regret it. Um, Let me know in the comments of either this episode or on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that. I want to know if you decided to take a second job because of this episode. And while you're at it, if you haven't already, go ahead and rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That would be huge for me. I would really appreciate that. And subscribe, share this episode with a friend. And um, I hope you're encouraged by this today. Um, I hope you're challenged by it, whether it's cutting out the cable or cutting out the Starbucks or whatever it is, I, I challenge you to to be bold and to take this episode seriously and and move forward. I promise you, you're not going to regret it. Just remember, don't be stripping, don't be selling drugs. Like everything your mom told you not to do, don't do that. <laughs> Seek the Lord and y'all, now's the time. You can do it. I believe in you. Hey guys, I just wanted to mention that if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, you really need to check out podbean.com. I've been using them as my podcast hosting website this whole time on the Lead to Lead podcast, and they help publish and promote your podcast. You can publish stuff on social media and you get your own website. It's good stuff, y'all. And actually, you have the opportunity to monetize your podcast. If you click in the link below, using that link, if you sign up, you can get one month for free when you sign up for a year. So if you're trying to start a podcast, check out podbean.com. Click the link below and we'll get you started.